morning. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Lord, I pray that you bless, uh, most importantly, Lord, your uh, preaching from your man today. Lord, I pray that you bless the singing and the fellowship, Lord. I just pray that you be with us, Lord, and I pray and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue in, in singing, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 574. Hymn 574, hold the fort. Hymn 574, hold the fort. Hymn 574. Get your answer ready. Get your answer ready. Sing along.
world worth turning around to see. My eyes are on the prize and winning by and by. And I'm going to keep on working till he comes. There's a word to be done, lots of victories to be won. There are toys of the road that have never yet been told. There are treasures that we need and that land by faith I see. And I'm going to keep on working till he comes, till he comes. There's a message to preach, all the souls to be reached. There's a book to be read, little children to be led. There's a river flowing free for the soul who is in need. And I'm going to keep on working till he comes. Well, I'm going to keep on working. Central Park Baptist Church. We are the Glory Bound Quartet, sent from Heartland Baptist Bible College in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Traveling with us as our sponsor is Brother Matt Loudon. Uh, he is the groundskeeper there at the school and uh, makes a, does a good job of making it look good. Um, just by way of introduction for us, we have a sound man in the back. His name is Jacobson Danson. He is a fourth-year pastoral major from Shawnee, Oklahoma. On the piano is Stephen Ball. He is a fourth-year music major from Lebanon, Missouri, and my name is Logan Yoder. And I am a third-year pastoral major from Canton, Missouri. Good morning. My name is Corey Weirs. I am a fourth-year pastoral major from Merida, Ohio. Hello. My name is David Lopez. I'm a third-year music major from Noken, Argentina. And I'm Stephen Holmstreet. I am a second-year pastoral major from Post Falls, Idaho. As pilgrims, we're traveling through a land of sorrow and tears. Be set on all side by the world, it's disappointments and fears it shows them But let us not worry and despair, though heavy the burden which we bear. For the heart of the battle, the sweet of the victory. Keep pressing on, cross, so pilgrim with courage true. For Jesus will lead you through. When trouble and strife your life be tied, he'll always be for the heart of the battle, the sweeter the victory. To those who are willing to take the cross of meekness and shame, and suffer the scorn of the world in bearing Jesus' sweet name, his wonderful name, gold will soon obtain the honor and life they fail to gain. For the heart of the battle, the sweeter the victory. Pressing on love, pilgrim with courage, for Jesus will lead you through. When trouble and strife your life be tied, he'll always be standing by your side. For the heart of the battle, the sweet of the victory. Journey 
life, your life beats high, he'll always be standing by your side for the heart of the battle, the sweet of the victory.
Central Park Baptist Church. We're awful glad that you're here this morning, and happy uh, Independence Weekend. Amen? We're awful glad that you're here. If you're a first-time visitor here at Central Park Baptist Church, our ushers are coming forward right now. If you're a first-time visitor and you did not receive a visitor card, if you raise up your hand as our ushers go down the aisle, they'll hand you a card. We're going to ask you to fill that out, and then after the service is over, in the foyer, I'll be standing behind the desk where it says, Welcome, back there. And I have a gift for you. I have a gift bag for you. And I'd like to exchange your visitor card for a gift bag. We're awful glad that you're here today. There's a lot of churches out there that a lot of folks can go to. But you chose to be here with us at Central Park. And we're glad that you're here. And welcome to our service, Pastor. Glad to be here. Say amen. Glad you're here. I'm thankful that you chose church today on this 4th of July. That's not till Tuesday, by the way. Amen. Uh, but I'm glad that you're here this morning. I, I want to ask all of our VBS workers if you, to please stand. All of everybody that went to VBS with us uh, to Grant, y'all stand up. Okay. Uh, and there's some that aren't here. They they stayed. But let I want to give them a big hand today. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. And you may be seated. They worked hard. Uh, I talked about that this uh, with uh, I, I forgot Brother Shelter or somebody how. When we leave like that, it seems like you come home and somebody, it's evident, they'll always say, how was your vacation? <laughs> well, I want to encourage you. You come and go next. Uh, by the way, he asked us to come back, and, uh, 
but you come and go with us, and you know I promise uh, it's everything but that. And uh, but the Lord was good, uh, in spite of say I, I'm telling. You, I was talking to Brother Cato uh, while we were there, and and uh, he and I both were talking about how we have never seen Satan work uh, against something like he worked against uh, VBS. Back to started back in May. Uh, I mean, he his one of his vans broke down. Still has to fix that. The van that he was using to pick up uh, children, uh, going out on the uh, reservation, uh, it broke down one evening coming back. And I, I mean, there were other uh, there were other things that went on while we were there that uh, just seemed like Satan was pulling out all the stops to try to hinder. Uh, but God blessed, and we had, I believe, about 12 uh, that got saved while we were away. And, in fact, one of our own, Miss uh, Little Becca, I talked to Brother Big Nell. Uh, she made a profession of faith this, uh, uh, this past week as well. So, listen, God is good. That's why we went, uh, and that's why we go, is to see lives changed. And, and let me say this as well, and we're going to take up an offering in just a moment, but uh, we, we're, I was telling Brother uh, Cato, we, the VBS is building a foundation. It's not just for this last year or just for this year, but those children that come every year. Uh, it's a foundational thing that as we go and as we teach and they come and uh, get saved or they build a relationship with the Lord, uh, God begins to speak to their heart and uses them, and God will use them to reach other children uh, as we continue to go back, so let me encourage you. You pray that God will continue to uh, to bless, and that uh, that God will continue to make a way for us to go. Amen. I appreciate Brother uh, Shelton's favorite sister-in-law, Miss Monica. Amen. Uh, that Amen. that um, uh, she came in her church also as well. They send uh, a lot of things for the children as well. And I want to say thank you to them. Uh, but please continue to pray uh, for those kids, precious kids. Uh, stories, I'm t we're going to have a, a video Sunday afternoon, the 16th, uh, and you'll see some of the things. Uh, one of the little boys that won a gift, I'm telling you, the smile on his face was worth everything uh, that, uh, that we went through to get there. And so, uh, But I appreciate your prayers. Well, let's have a good offering this morning. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's pretty good. Amen. Uh, so uh, now we, we're going to receive the first one. And if we don't get a good offer, we're going to take the next one. Amen. <laughs> so may God bless you this morning as you give. But you remember that God, listen, you cannot outgive God. God says, cast your bread upon the water, and not many days henceforth it shall return unto thee. So may God bless you today as you give. Father, I pray that you bless this offering. Thank you, God, for our folks. And thank you again for uh, the gift and the giver. We pray, God, that you'd bless. And, Lord, may we be good stewards of it, Lord, when... Uh, when it's given. May it be used for the furtherance of the cause of Christ, Lord, just like those children that came to know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior there in grants. I'm thankful for that. Lord, thank you for our people who went to give their week and vacation time to go. Uh, God, I pray that your blessings will be upon them. The Lord be with Brother Cato and Miss Diane, Lord, as uh, they're there working with those folks. God, how uh, Lord, I, I pray for them that, God, that you would encourage them, Lord, and help them and strengthen them as they uh, reach those folks, Lord, with the gospel, and so we give you praise for that. Again, Lord, thank you for this offering. Bless it, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You have an offering. You please come.
Amen and amen. Now at this time, uh, for those of you who are able to rest upon your feet, we would love for you to join us in singing 579, hymn 579, the banner of the cross, hymn 579. Hymn 579, the banner of the cross. change what he just said. Please rise. Um, place your hands over your heart for the singing of the national anthem. And bright stars through the 
seated. Once I was lost in sin, I had no peace within. My heart was lonely and so sad. Till Jesus came along, gave me a happy song. He gave me joy and made me glad. And now my way is bright. He fills each day and night with my sins all alone. Could if I could praise him for a million years, years and for eternity, still I could never thank him quite enough for all he's done for me. And when I reach my home in heaven above, my Savior I will see. I want to look upon his blessed face, thank him for saving grace. He has been so good to me. I lose my way, and Satan tries to say, your God has left you all alone. You know it's not worthwhile to walk another mile. There is no reason to go home. I lay my head and see, my Lord is leading me, and soon we'll make it safely home. I know that heaven is just ahead. I won't be safely led. I think I'll just keep traveling on. If I could praise him for a million years and for eternity, still I could never thank him quite enough for all he's done for me. And when I reach my home in heaven above, my Savior I will see. I want to look upon his blessed face, thank him for saving grace. He has been so good to me. I could praise him for a million years and for eternity. Still, I could never thank him quite enough for all he's done for me. And when I reach my home in heaven above, my Savior I will see. I want to look upon his blessed face, thank him for saving grace. He has been so good to me. I want to look 
One day I heard a preacher preach. He said, this world you're gonna leave. And when we die, we'll either go to heaven above or hell below. I bowed my heart, confessed my sin, invited Jesus to come in. The Savior turned me from the flames, and with the word, Such a place for the day that I got saved, he lost the gates. And now I live a life so free, knowing Jesus, he lives in me. And when I tell, I pray for blood, alive and well, it's still enough. And when the dead. Jesus, I never will. He locked the gates. He locked the gates of hell behind me. And then he threw the keys away. He locked the gates of giving glory. There'll never come a day I've entered such a place. Or the day that I got saved, he locked the gates. He locked the gates. He locked the gates of hell behind me.
thankful I'm saved, and I'm thankful for Calvary, amen? Y'all didn't sound too convinced. I'm thankful for Calvary, amen? Amen. Look in Psalm, if you would, please. Psalm chapter 33, and um, put your finger there, and and we want to go over to Proverbs chapter 14, and uh, read a verse as well. And I want to say thank you again for uh, to Brother Loudon. He uh, drives those young men around, and you know he's been away from his wife, and you know with these young men, pray for him. Amen. Amen. He needs help. I'm telling you. So, uh, uh, but I appreciate that, uh, and pray for him as well because Caden worked for him uh, last year. He needs extra prayer for that too. Amen. And uh, maybe this year the Lord will spare him <laughs> from doing that, but uh, keep him in your prayers as well. Also, I want to um, uh, say that when we get through this morning, we're going to have our announcements. Uh, and I know there's lunch back here, and uh, but I'm going to I'll dismiss our ladies uh, after the announcements is over. I'll have the young men uh, come back and sing a song for us. So please do not go back there and prepare the food during the invitation. And all God's people can say, it's, it's, this is too important. And you know that. So please let me encourage you. Uh, when we get all through, I'll dismiss all of our folks and they can go back there and set it up. We'll have the men sing a couple more songs and if they do good, we'll let them sing maybe, you know, three more. <laughs> Amen. So, uh, uh, but please uh, be mindful of that and let, let's not grieve the Spirit of God. Right, right. Amen. Amen. Uh, look in Psalm, if you would, please. Um, and uh, let's look at uh, chapter 33 and verse 12. Found your place. Amen. Amen. Uh, God says, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. Amen. And the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Amen. Read that with me. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. Now turn over to Proverbs if you would please. And look in chapter 14 and look in verse 34. Uh, I just want to read the first part of that verse. And if you'll read that with me. Proverbs 14 and verse 34. Found your place. Say amen. amen. Righteousness. Exalteth a nation. Say that again. Righteousness exalteth a nation. Father, help us, Lord, this morning. I'm thankful, Lord, that um, God for our country. Lord, as we approach the 4th of July, I'm thankful, God, for the liberties and the freedom that's been afforded us to be here today. But God, I'm thankful for the liberty of the cross, Lord, and the liberty of salvation. I pray, dear Father God, that we as Christians today will not forget, God, the, the, the liberties that's been afforded us as well. 
uh, Lord, to come and worship God on days like this. And I pray, God, that they'll always be a priority in our life. God, I pray that you'd bless us, Lord. And God, I pray that you'd bless the reading of your word. Thank you, God, for the good singing that we've heard this morning and for the congregational singing as well, Lord. And so I pray, God, now that we'll just be still for a few moments and God, that you'd speak to our hearts and Lord, we'll give you the praise for it. Bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Get my glasses. I gotta, you got to be able to see. One of the most important days of our country is uh, one that we're about to celebrate here in the next couple of days. Uh, July the 4th uh, is, uh, you know, I believe it's one of the most important days that we could ever celebrate uh, for our country. Uh, but I, I don't think we do know, though, that legal separation from Great Britain actually took place on July the 2nd, 1776. And it's this date that the Second Continental Congress voted uh, to approve a resolution of independence that had been proposed by uh, Richard Henry the, uh, Lee of Virginia uh, prior to July 2nd. So after voting for independence, Congress turned to uh, their attention to the Declaration of Independence and a statement uh, explaining this decision was made and, uh, and it was presented by a committee with Thomas Jefferson as its principal anchor and our author, and I want you to see this, and they debated, they revised the declaration, and they finally approved it as what we know as Independence Day, which is July the 4th. A day earlier, John Adams wrote a letter to his wife, Abigail, and, and this is what, she wrote, or what he wrote her. He said that the second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epoch in the history of America. He said, I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as a day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other and from this time forevermore. Well, that was true, but he missed it by two days. Uh, I, I think that the observance of this day, I believe, is misguided. Uh, we as preachers, uh, we take the opportunity in a lot, a lot of occasions to talk about what's wrong with our country. And there's a lot of things wrong with it, but there's a lot of things right with it. Amen. 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 I believe that America is still the greatest uh, 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 country on the planet, uh, no matter what we face, no matter what things we put up with, uh, I believe it's been blessed as no other nation has been blessed in, in the, on the face of the earth. And, and there was a lady by the name of Catherine Lee Bates. She recognized this. And, uh, and in 1893, a group of teachers, her being one of them, they decided to visit Pikes Peak, uh, elevation 14,000 feet. And she wrote also about her trip, and she said this, We hired a prairie wagon, and near the top we had to leave the wagon and go the rest of the way on mules. She said, I was very tired, but when I saw the view when we reached the top, I felt great joy. All the wonder of America seemed displayed there with the sea-like expanse. It was then and there as I was looking out over the sea, a like expanse of fertile country spreading away so far under those ample skies that the opening lines of the hymn floated into my mind. 
When we left uh, Colorado Springs, the four stanzas were penciled into my notebook. What song is she talking about? America the Beautiful. And she penned the words, the first part of that being, Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for purple mountains, majesties above the fruited plains. You, you know the song. America, America, God shed his grace on thee and crowned thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea, 1893. Um, there's a lot of things that's wrong with our country, but there's a lot of things right, and that's what I want to talk about. In Psalm chapter 33 and verse 12, we read where it says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And, and so what, what's right about our nation? Well, I believe the founding was right uh, about our country. Uh, Pericles, if you go back and study a little history, you'll find that he built a civilization on culture, but it failed. Caesar built a civilization on power. It failed. The Medo-Persians, we've studied about them. They were a great nation at one time, but they drank their way to doom. Uh, Egypt flourished under Joseph, but if you read a, a history about Israel, 400 years went by, the people forgot about Joseph, and they forgot about God, and, and Egypt also went under. Greece, under Alexander the Great, conquered the world, but he couldn't conquer himself, and he died at the age of 33. Rome, at one point, was a proud ruler of the world, but but if you go back and read luxury and lust was the center of her life and Rome ceased to exist. But the founders of our country, Amen. the founders of America were overwhelmingly Christian. Right. Right. Amen. Of the 55 colonial delegates to the Constitutional Convention of 1787, 52 of them were members of local Christian churches. Amen. Now, they only three considered themselves to be what's called a deist. 34% of the 17,000 written words that framed our Constitution came from the Bible. Amen. 34%. George Washington said this, It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Now, I've heard people say, well, preach, that was a long time ago, and he is old. He may be old, but he is still right. Amen. Amen. Some say that Washington was not a Christian, but according to the things that I've read and some of the things that I've found out, he was saved and baptized by immersion by a Baptist preacher. Uh, James Madison said these words. He said, we have staked the future of all our political institutions upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments. Boy, it'd be good if we could get back to that, amen. It'd be good if we could get back to that, amen. I mean, you walk up the steps uh, to the Supreme Court, you see a row of statues of various lawgivers and all are turned to face the lawgiver, Moses, holding the Ten Commandments. On the oak doors of the Supreme Court building, the Ten Commandments are engraved on the lower portion of each door. I mean, uh, think about it. These things are all because of the founding fathers of our country and what they gave us. Listen, I, there may be a lot of things wrong with our country, but there's a lot of things right with our country. And one of those things is the way this country was founded. Yeah. Amen. 
the first Supreme Court justice. I like what he said. His name is John Jay. He said this, that Americans, think real close, Americans should select and prefer Christians as their rulers. No, we ought to, anybody ought to say amen, it ought to be us. Americans should select and prefer. Listen, I'm telling you, we have the, those that are, are appointed to the Supreme Court, are, those two things are far from our selection process. In the cornerstone of the Washington Mon- the Monument, there's a Bible. Uh, the walls of the Capitol Dome have these words on them, that the New Testament according to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, the greatness of the founding of our country is recorded uh, in the ink of her involvement with God. And think, listen now, from the pilgrims to Jonathan Edwards uh, to the great revivals of the 17 and 1800s, uh, while the Puritans have been criticized and called prudes, and listen, independent fundamental Baptists are being called that today. They were called prudes, and, and get this, and, uh, because of, of what they stood for and what they believed. Listen, we are a blessed nation because we are founded by people who sought out a land where they could freely worship a true and living God. And listen, God help us today. Many today say that they love our country, but listen, but we have pushed aside the things of God and we have pushed aside the importance of worship. And listen, when we have left God out a lot of things. Yeah, the Declaration of Independence that we celebrate on July 4th, this coming Tuesday, uh, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were founded by a biblical worldview. If there's one thing that we need as born-again child of God's, we need to have a biblical worldview. Listen, the way we look at the things of this world through the Word of Almighty God. But we've gotten away from that. Leaders we need who are not afraid to bend their knee and bow their head and pray. But we've gotten away from that. God said if we're, if, if we're ashamed of Him before men, He'll be ashamed of, of us before our Heavenly Father. God help us. Listen, and by the way, we ought to pray for those in leadership. They need to get saved. And listen, God still works miracles today, and he's still in the saving business. Um, America is right in the way that she was founded. Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president, he said this, America was born a Christian nation. America was born to exemplify that devotion to the elements of righteousness which, which are derived from the revelation of holy scriptures. Listen, God help us to understand that I'm thankful that we are a Christian nation. There may be a lot of things going on, but we were still founded on good Bible Christian principles. So it's right in our founding. But let me show you something else. I think it's also right in the freedoms that we hold dear. Uh, we have what's called the Bill of Rights. We ought to read them every once in a while. We have the Bill of Rights. We ought to read them every once in a, every once in a while. Refresh our memory, amen? These rights are, are freedoms. They became a part of our Constitution in 1791. They are the freedom of religion, freedom of speech, amen? Freedom of the press, freedom of assembly, no matter if COVID does come. Because our, our Bill of Rights state that we have the right to assemble. 
Uh, we have freedom of petition. We have the right to bear arms. We have the right to equal justice, uh, the right to own private property and a lot of other freedoms. Listen, and we owe our liberties and our freedoms to our founding fathers and to those who have defended them down through the years. I thank God for uh, the military and our people who are serving our, our, our armies. Listen, for, so that we can do what we do today. Amen. I'm thankful for that. Uh, in America, we, I mean, you've seen it on TV. You know, uh, it, it happens pretty much every day. We have an anti-patriotic trend going on. And there are those who would like to revise history, and they've done their best to do that. They try to undermine the character and the integrity of our founding fathers. There are those who would have us to believe that our founding fathers were motivated by greed or, uh, or, and the desire for wealth and, and, and not biblical principles. But those men, think of this, and I want you to get it, who signed the Declaration of Independence, listen, they had more to lose than to gain. Uh, they were motivated by freedom, and most of them were already, uh, already wealthy. 24 were lawyers, 9 were rich landowners, some were farmers, 11 were merchants, the others were physicians, ministers, and politicians, and all but two of them that signed, listen, they had families and they were educated men of standing where they lived. And many of the signers paid the ultimate price for their boldness in standing for freedom. They lost everything they had. Some of them were, uh, were uh, uh, searched out and some of them were killed and they died penniless so that they could sign what we hold today as our freedoms. They were pursued, captured, and the red stripes on our flag, listen, they are stripes of blood. I'm thankful today that I have the freedom of speech. And I can stand here and, and preach the, the Word of God just like it is. Listen to people, as my dad always said, to people just as they are. I'm thankful today that, uh, that, uh, that the Lord through Calvary saved a sinner like me and I can stand and, and proclaim the gospel whether it's here or whether it's in Grants, New Mexico uh, that we have the liberty and the freedom to stand and preach the word of God. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm thankful that we have our freedoms. We, there's a, a lot wrong with our country. But can't we sometimes just stop and be thankful for what's right? When Thomas Jefferson and others were forming the uh, Constitution, uh, they borrowed a principle. And listen, it came from a Baptist preacher by the name of Roger Williams. I mean, I'm thankful. He, listen, they were trying to make Baptist the state religion at one point. Roger Williams kept them from doing that. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. that was a, I'm telling you, that was a huge blessing. Uh, but Roger Williams, who founded the city of Providence, Rhode Island, who wrote down the decree in, in their state constitution, watch that every man ought to be permitted to worship God according to the dictates of their own conscience. Now listen, I'm thankful that we have the right to worship as we see please and worship the true God. Listen, but the, the folks down the street... They may be wrong, they may be unbiblical, but they still have the right to do that. 
Amen. Say, well, what do we do? We try to reach them with the gospel. We go out and knock doors and, and tell them I'm from Central Park Baptist Church and I'm here to tell you about Jesus. Amen. That's how we make a difference. Uh, and by the way, we have the right to do that. And just as we have the right to knock on somebody's door, they have the right to put out a sign that says no soliciting. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, but he inserted this principle in the document called the Bill of Rights, and it prohibited Congress from making any law respecting and establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It does not mean, it does not mean, say it with me, it does not mean the separation of the church and state. That phrase was coined by Jefferson in a letter that he wrote to the Association of Baptist Churches in 1802. Are you still with me? Say amen. He wrote it to emphasize again that no religion should be given preference over another religion. He did not state, and it does not mean that states should not interfere, he tells us that states should not interfere with the church. And I'd say, yes, amen for that. But the separation of church and state, watch, has been perverted, taken out of context in order to intimidate preachers and believers from being active in the politics of our country. That phrase does not appear and has never appeared in our Constitution. Amen. Amen. But America is right in our freedom. I'm thankful for our freedom. Uh, but there are those who want to pervert and take freedoms away from us. Amen. But God help us to stand for our freedoms. We're going to celebrate it Tuesday. And I mean, there are going to be fireworks everywhere. I'm, when, when you sing songs about our country... Listen, I'm ready to stand up and shout, praise the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm proud of this country. Even though, even though there's a lot of things wrong, I'm proud. I thank God I'm an American. Amen. But not only that, but I'm a Texan. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Some, I'm, I was kidding a man at, uh, on VBS the other day. I was talking to him. I said, man, I, uh, where are you from? He told me something. I said, man, you know, bless your heart. <laughs> But I'm thankful that I'm an American today. And, and there's a lot of things wrong, but there's a lot of things right. And, and listen, and we today can still have a right future. Amen. And by the way, I, I've got an old sermon. It's, called, it's right to fight when you fight for right. Amen. And we can still fight for what's right. Amen. Now, I want to talk to you a few minutes about where it kind of get down to the uh, nitty gritty. You know, where the hair's short. Some of us, it's short all over, you know. Uh, but I want you to pay attention. You know, we can blame our country's problems on the po- uh, politicians. We can blame our country's problems on Hollywood. We can even blame our country's problems on the pagan culture that we live in today. But the truth is, the future of this country uh, is dependent upon the people of God. Uh, I almost had to tell Brother Big Nell yesterday at men's prayer breakfast to not, not do his devotion because he stepped all over my message this morning. But it's amazing how God works, amen. God has a plan. Uh, you're familiar with Second Chronicles 7.14. Brother Big Nell talked about this yesterday. Uh, and it says, if my people 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. That's what he says. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Um, listen, I want you to notice a few things real quick. And that, I mean, we're still, we're still early, by the way. Uh, but that's so, we'll just have some more singing. Amen. Amen. Uh, but I want you to pay attention. Uh, notice what it says. God says, if my people who are called by my name. Today, the church is the body of Christ. Today, the church is the body of Christ. Uh, we're God's people. Uh, we, we be brethren. Amen. Um, Vance Havner, an old preacher of days gone by, he wrote these words and said, there's a striking parallel between the condition of the country and the church. As the Constitution means little to Americans today, so too the, P, uh, the Bible means little to the average church member. Church members generally are as ignorant of the Bible as are Americans of the Constitution. Too many people within our borders are Americans in name, but un-American in their hearts and anti-America in their conduct. He went on to say the church has a corresponding ailment, Christians in name, but in reality are only once born children of Adam. He said the American spirit is sadly eroded today by distrust, by corruption in high places, by moral decay, and it won't be restored merely by flag wavings and drum beatings and 4th of July speeches. It may not be possible to raise a new crop of patriots in such shallow soil. It may take disaster to make us realize what we had He said, there is also a Christian spirit in the church that has that need. But listen, but I'm here to let you know, we've been through disaster and we've forgotten. Uh, We may not be able to raise a new crop of patriots, but listen, but God can raise up a church. God can raise up a people. God can even raise up an individual. Yeah. Listen. There's a need today for God's people to recognize our responsibility. God help us to understand our responsibility to the lost. Um, But we have allowed the flame of the church to grow to a flicker. It's, It's not shining bright like it once did. The church does not carry that big stick of the word of God like it used to. And people don't listen to us anymore. Listen, so how do we change that? Well, God said, if my people who are called by my name, listen, we're God's people. I'm a child of God. Shouldn't we show it? Shouldn't we show it by how we live, by the fruit that comes from our lives? Listen, we people need to see Christ in us. Um, God said, if my people who are called by my name, listen, we're keepers of the flame of the gospel. Um, does it shine bright in your life, in your, in your home, in, in, in your walk with God, in your relationship? God said, if my people. Um, but notice what he said next. He said, if we will humble ourselves. Well, we don't like that. God tells us in Psalm 34 that he'll be close to those who have a contrite heart. 
But in James 4, he says that he resisteth the proud. Um, I mean, to humble ourselves means to recognize our dependence on God. Well, we've come to a place in our country where we, and not only just our country, but let's bring it right down in here to where we have, and we are independent of God instead of being dependent on Him. I don't know about you, but I'm dependent on Him for everything. Listen, we need to come to the place that no matter what we do, no matter how many steps we take, that we're dependent on on a a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And listen, what we do in every step is is God-led. But we've gotten away from that. Uh, We don't want to humble ourselves. You go to a, a lot of or see a lot of worship places nowadays and they're standing up. In, in worship like listen God says we got to humble ourselves you know the true worship I believe has a, a bent knee and a bowed head uh, it brings humility but we want to stand with our shoulders back and our head high and I'm, I'm reminded of and, and brother Big Nell he's preaching my message yesterday but if you remember the Pharisee and the publican the Pharisee stood and said man I'm glad I'm not like this guy Man, I, I tithe twice in a week. I've done this and I've done that. And, and man, and he said, I'm glad I'm not like him. But the publican, the Bible says, smote upon his breast and wouldn't even raise his head toward heaven. And he went home justified. Listen, we've got to come back to that place where we humble ourselves. Listen, pride means to live your life for self without regard of what God wants you to do or be. And if you remember, every time Israel became prideful, God always humbled her. Yeah. God help us today. Notice what the prayer that God hears there in that same verse. It says, if his people will humble themselves and pray and seek God's face. Notice what he says. There's that little word, then. You see... Notice he says we seek his face and, and let's go back and, and then turn. You know what that turn is, right? That's the word for repentance. We're walking this way. Man, we've, we've gotten proud in our country. I'm proud. Listen, I'm proud of my country and I'm proud of who I am uh, as a child of God. But I'm telling you, I'm still dependent upon God. I still remember where I came from, and the and and the, the it's from God whom all blessings flow. I'm, I I I still understand all that, and 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 we need to take the time to bow before a holy and a righteous God and thank Him for what He has done for us. Listen now, on July the fourth, as we're shooting out our fireworks and doing all those things, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, we need to be thankful that God has given us a privilege and the freedom to do those things. But we need to be same thing about our attitude and our spirit about the things of God. We've got to get back to that place where we are dependent upon God Himself. We've got to thank Him for what He's done for us. Listen, our greatest weapon against ungodliness. Uh, I mean, ungodliness, if, turn the TV on. I'm, I've got to, I don't even like to watch TV. I watch golf. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen, I like it. Some of y'all think it's boring, but you know, that's okay. You've been wrong before. Uh, but we watch, I mean, you watch and you see the ungodliness on our televisions. Um, 
Listen, but the greatest weapon against that is prayer. What can we do? I mean, what can prayer do? Well, prayer can strengthen the soul. Psalm 138. Prayer can impart peace. Oh, listen, I'm telling you, if you have burdens and trials that you're facing, I'm telling you, if you'll get out on your knees before God, and just stay there and spend some time. Right. I'm not talking about just a little, uh, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. You know, not that kind of prayer. I'm talking about really get down before God and, and seek him out and, and seek the face of God. If you'll do that, he'll bring peace. Amen. Not the kind that the world gives, but the Lord Jesus himself said, peace I give to you. I'm thankful that I have a Savior. Listen, that when he says, peace, be still, even the waves obey his voice. And we have audience to that same God. And he can bring peace. Uh, Prayer can help in times of temptation. Well, that would be good. Um, It can help in times of trouble. It can help you grow spiritually. Listen, we need to grow spiritually today. Uh, We've got a lot of baby Christians today and they've been saved 25 years. Yeah, it can help spiritually. It brings reassurance, Matthew chapter 6. Listen, when we seek God's face, then we'll discover what God's will is for our life. Not before. God says, then will I hear from heaven. I like hearing from heaven. Oh man, I'm telling you, I like hearing from God I like when things are going, listen, when you're going through trials and temptation and the burdens of life getting heavy, y'all feel that way? Y'all ever feel like you just can't take another step? You feel like, listen, Lord, you, I, I, you told me you wouldn't put more on me than what I can handle, but I'm just letting you know that this and this is getting pretty heavy and I'm needing a little help. Right. Yeah, it gets that way. Um, but all we have to do is uh, spend some time with God and God said, listen, that we can hear from heaven. And God says, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. Listen, I like hearing from heaven. And I like hearing that still small voice of the Holy Spirit of God that speaks to me in my heart and life and just taps you on the shoulder and and just grabs your heart a little bit and says, listen, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Uh, Listen, I don't know what our country... Uh, has in store in the future. I, I don't know how it's all going to play out, but I do know that the worse it gets, the closer we get to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen, we have all kinds of problems, but the solution is not who's in the White House. The solution is not who is in the State House. The solution is not even those in the courthouse. The solution is right here. In God's house. Yeah. You see, God said, if my people who are called by my name, I guess that be us. You say, but man, preacher, I'm telling you, how can we, how can we make a change? Well, you remember the illustration about the starfish that washed up on the shore? Y'all remember that? Thousands of them. And the little boy was going down the, Beach, and he would pick them up, throwing them back in the water. He was just having a good time, and he was liking it, throwing them in. And a man walked up and said, "Hey, there's thousands of them out here. What are you doing? You can't make a difference." Little boy picked up one. And he said, "Made a difference to that one." 
Listen, that's how we make a difference. We start one at a time. The Lord's greatest ministry was a one-on-one ministry. You say, how do we make a difference? I'm from Central Park Baptist Church. And I'm here to tell you about Jesus. But from that point, we've got to get Christians back in their place, making God a priority. So when they do come, they see a house that's just packed out. You know why? Not because it's the 4th of July Sunday. Not even because we're having a meal afterward or a special singing group. You know? No, none of those reasons. But because it's God's day. That's why. And God said, if my people. Listen, you can't survive spiritually without God today. Impossible. Our country cannot survive today without God. And God said in 1 Peter 4, 17, that judgment must begin at the house of God. That's right where we are today. Listen, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that's wrong. But there's a lot that's right. And the right is this morning where you are is that if you're lost, Jesus will save you. If you're a child of God and you're not serving him like you ought to, that all you got to do is come back. Remember the prodigal son? The father seen him coming away off and he ran and fell on his neck. Listen, Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ today is still watching for those to come back. He's calling. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you'll open the door, he said, he'll come in and sup with you and you with him. If you're lost, all you got to do is come. If Christian, if you're here today and you're not serving God like you ought to, all you got to do is come. If you have a burden on your heart today, all you got to do is come. If you want to pray for somebody that's lost, all you got to do is come. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. All you have to do today is one word, come. Father, help us this morning. I pray, dear Lord, that you'd please be with us during this invitation. I'm thankful for our country. I'm thankful that we have the liberties and the freedoms, God, to do what we have just done today and worship freely, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly. Thank you, God, for those things. God, I pray that we will not, as Christians, take those things for granted. But God, that we'll do business with you today. Thank you for them. Thank you for our salvation. I'm thankful for the truth of the word of God today. I'm thankful, God, that you said that the truth will make you free. Please, Father, bless us today. And I pray, God, that if there's someone here that's not saved, that, Lord, they'll come today and and trust Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Lord, for that child of God that may need to bring their relationship back close to you, I pray, God, that they'll come. Lord, perhaps if somebody needs to join the church or, or to get baptized, God, I pray that whatever your will is for their life, I pray, God, that they'll come. Maybe there's someone here that just wants to come and talk to you a little bit and just say thank you, Lord, and just love on you. I pray, God, that they will come. But, Lord, help us to take advantage of this opportunity to, to come and and humble ourselves before a holy and a righteous God. And so, Lord, speak to our hearts. Use us in a special way today. Thanking you, God, for all things. And we give you praise for it because it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, please, no one looking around. And-